welcome to Base Camp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is a show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. Welcome to Base Camp for Men, episode 56. I can't believe my excellent sound editor, Chris Rod, and I have already done 56 of these. Man, it's just flown by. It's been a super fun project to work on. Really enjoyed bringing them to you. Last year, I did a radio program called Life Mastery Radio here in Seattle with Todd Allen and Debbie Handrich. I thought you might like the conversation, so I'm bringing that today. We talk all about the hero's journey, why we do men's work, and I even take a couple of good call-in questions from listeners. So here it is. Enjoy the interview. How are you today, my friend? Welcome to Life Mastery Radio. Thank you. I'm doing great. It's great to be here with both of you and all your listeners. Thank you. So you're out in the world trying to make, not trying, you are making a difference in men's lives. You've got men's groups going on. What are some of the issues that men are facing today? It's a different world than when you and I grew up. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's happening so quick and so fast. It's like one day to the next is a year in our grandparents' experience, you know, pretty much. What are some of the issues that men are coming up against that you know, they don't have the answers. They don't have the instruction book. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That I mean, some of the issues are the same that they've always been. It's just we were so cultured, you know, I think about my grandfather, you know, he dealt with stress. He dealt with isolation as a man. And we were so cultured in this country that, you know, we, we talk about the man box on my podcast that men are taught to you know, that we don't really have a rich inner life. Anything that comes up for us, we have to handle by ourselves. Um, You know, we're not really supposed to unpack, you know, our struggles. And men struggle with all sorts of things in all different uh, stages of life. You know, when you're a young man, you're struggling with how to get your feet underneath you and, and, and pay your first rent and, and hold down your first job. When you get a little older, you know, you're, you might be struggling with your, your partnership, your marriage. Um, men will inevitably hit, you know, midlife crisis where there's just, they've worked their butts off. Uh, they might be really stressed out. Maybe their marriage is starting to fray. Um, and, you know, we're just not taught to share that with anybody, certainly not right. a group of men. And, and so men will go down to the pub, have a beer with his buddies and just kind of grunt and go, well, things are okay. They won't even say that they're hurting. Right. And so one of the, th- one of the beautiful things about men's work is that it, it gives men a permission not to be weak, but to be strong in their authenticity, strong in their heart expression. When they say, Hey, I'm really worried about my marriage right now, or I'm really worried about my job or my lack of direction or I'm worried about my drinking, you know, uh, that, that's something I never talk about, but I've got this fear. I'm a salesman and we drink a lot and we golf <laughs> and we drink and, and I don't think it's so healthy and I don't know what to do. And so all sorts of issues can, can befall men and will at different phases. And so there's, there's some critical, you know, transitions. And I think that the beauty of men's work is it helps men sort of 
gather their resources with other men, get better at identifying what's really going on, and then build bridges into more inspiring landscapes for them as you know, new chapters in their hero's journey. I think what Debbie said about hero's journey is really relevant for men too, that, that if you can frame your life as a hero's journey, then a new chapter awaits you. That's different than I'm a 55-year-old and you know I've gained a bunch of weight. I don't know what to do. When you, when you start to see it as heroic, there's a lot of ways it can go. There's an awareness too, I think, of who you are. You know, you, you really spoke to me growing up. I was taught to be a tough kid. And, you know, my dad coached all my baseball and basketball teams. And when I got hurt, oh, shake it off. And big boys don't cry. And, you know, hold those emotions in. And, you know, it was just all of that. And as I got to be an adult, I think a lot of men identify with this today too. It's just sheer force and brute horsepower, right? And the faster you pedal, the slower you go. And, and then you reach this point of, for me, it was crawling in a bottle, right? Cause alcohol killed that pain or I found what I thought was a cure by getting tanked all the time. Mm-hmm. And then women go and crawl into the arms of the man that's crawled into the bottle. <laughs> yeah. And so we just compound it, you know, mm-hmm. And that's why I think the journey, the heroic journey is for the heroine as well, because she she has to find out how she stuffs her feelings. She stuffs them by finding the strong arms of a drunk man, you know, and and the man finds it straight through the bottleneck and down into the, you know, the wormhole of the tequila. (laughs) Let's define that a little bit since both of you are experts in the hero's journey and Debbie has coined the phrase, I think, the heroine's journey. So, Tony, explain for us what this journey is all about and how how men can identify and make those changes because a lot of time it's just on autopilot. Yeah, I I think, uh, you know, the hero's journey I first got interested in it reading Joseph Campbell, as many people did, you know, the great comparative mythologist who had studied myth across the world and across ages and said, you know, the hero's journey could be called the monomyth. It exists in all times, in all places. And if you start to get curious about it and start, it will start to sort of work its magic with you, right? If you start to frame your life as a hero's journey the myth itself will start to inform what your next steps are. So for me, an important part of my, and we, I think we, there's a common mistake of thinking that heroes are always these larger than life, you know, Gandhi, Muhammad Ali, you know, uh, Mother Teresa, that these great historical figures, Joan of Arc, they're heroes, but we're not. We're the everyday people that sit on the sidelines and watch the heroes. But that's, that's not what Joseph Campbell says. He says that we're all heroes. We're, we participate as a collective. Your individual hero's journey will be unique to you and will feed the collective hero's journey myth. Right. So for me, and, and, and Todd, you spoke about this too. For me, quitting drinking was part of my hero's journey. There was a point where there was not going to be very interesting chapters written unless I quit. Quitting was the signs I was getting from my heart, slowing right. down, Stop running around, stop hiding by drinking so much. Quitting that led to me writing the book, leading men's groups, being a bigger version of myself. You know, and I say like every 
chapter of your hero's journey is going to require a different version of yourself. Well, as long as I was drinking, I was the same version. I was having some right. little growth, but no big leaps into the next chapter of my story. You can't. So, There's yeah, no way you can. can. Yeah. So, so I mean, I think just and I and I see people men's resistance to frame their life as heroic. They still want to go to that. Well, that's you know, I'm just trying to do the best I can. Oh, so. Big. Yeah. So one of the things we do in my men's groups, in my workshops is to help frame it for them. So they see that working on your marriage could be part of your hero's journey. Getting healthy is part of your hero's journey. Taking exquisite care of yourself because men can be sort of notoriously bad at self-care. We think like you spoke of Todd, you know, we just tough it out. We don't have to be gentle with ourselves and eat good food and do yoga and maybe meditation and forgiveness practice all these things that we think, oh, we're too tough for that. Actually, that. Oh man, yeah. I was I was indestructible. Totally, we all were. Da, 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 da. We all were until we weren't anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I, I think, you know, letting people know that their hero's journey can look a lot of different ways. I think Debbie captures it great in the creativity work she does because there's a lot of closet creatives out there, right? And and I think opening up that is is heroic. Um, so it can look a lot of different ways. And I think the beautiful part of the hero's journey is we never know, you know, what chapter 10 is going to look like when we're on chapter seven. We're just <laughs> working through the demons and the challenges in chapter seven. And then eight writes itself. And we, we start to live as a bigger version, not a more egotistical version, but as a stand for humanity, as a stand that we, we've got this as a, as a tribe of people, right? And we can tap into these collective myths that inspire us. And share them with one another and encourage one another to, to be courageous. And I think that's, there's no, for me, there's no greater mission than to help one another be courageous in whatever way that looks for you. You know, that was one of the questions that I came up with this morning and doing the research. And I was going to ask you that right out of the gate, but I think I'll ask you that right now. Tony, what is Tony's mission? What, what, what drives you? What, what, what is your purpose? Well, my, my purpose is to elevate the conversation around men. And it's not that I, I don't love women. I feel called by my heart to do work to help men because I feel uniquely suited for it. I feel in alignment with the divine when I'm putting men's workshops together, when I'm coaching men, when I'm having conversations around men, I have this sense of I'm in alignment. Like nice. I'm the message is coming through. It's really not about me. It's about the message. And I feel unique in my um, makeup to do so. You know, I have a manly voice. I, you know what I mean? Like I'm a good messenger for men's work, for, for you are. in their hearts. Thank you. I just want to take a second. If you have just tuned in, our guest today is Tony Rizak, and he is the author of Body and Soul, The Essential Handbook for Men. And if you go to today's show page, you will find a link to Tony's webpage. And Tony, that webpage is, let's see if I remember, www.basecampformen.com. That's right. I always, I always like to search around and find things that other people think and say about our guests, really. And I found this on Amazon about Tony's book. Starting in my 30s, I began to notice a feeling of emotional discord, an ever-increasing desire for something more from life. I tried diets, new hobbies, explored spirituality, but nothing seemed to ebb this increasing call. 
As this internal unrest neared a scream, a good friend of mine mentioned a men's group he was part of. I have to admit, it sounded new age and kind of hippie to me. <laughs> but as they say, doing the same thing and expecting different results is the definition of insanity. This book will open your eyes to new possibilities. It is not weird. It is not religious. It's food for the soul. Give it a read. You won't be disappointed. And we're going to give Chris a big shout out for that. Tony, when you hear something like that, doesn't that just, does, that reaffirms that you are on your mission and there are people out there, you know, even if it's one, I know you have influence of many others, but just one person like that, it's, it's all worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. When you were starting to read that, I was like, this sounds like one of my guys that I got to get to, you know, like I'm restless. <laughs> I'm gonna, nothing's working. I'm like, here's my tribe. Come on in. You know? So yeah, it, it definitely feels very satisfying to know that there's men that are reading the book that are getting into groups that are hearing the podcast and it's providing relief and providing like, Oh, there's a direction. There's a direction. This is resonating with me. I'm going to go check you know, this group out, or, you know, I'm going to find out how I can get involved in this, or I'm going to get this book or, um, and yeah, it's, it's super great. It's just, it fills my heart. Cool. Debbie, I know we had a texter with a question and I always like to hear from that side of the house as well. What do we got cooking? Okay. All right, Tony, ready? Yep. It's <laughs> a good one. Okay. <laughs> Nothing like priming the pump. <laughs> okay, so we have Chris mm -hmm. from Sammamish. Chris writes in and says, I take a lot of pride in my background. My uncles, my dad, my grandpa taught me well. I don't think that the way I show up is always the best. I can't fill in the blanks to your question. Mm. Just to remind the listeners, the question was, I create a world of blank by blank. Big. I can't fill in the blanks to your question. Mm -hmm. I might be a good candidate for your local tribe if, it, in fact, <laughs> it is local. Yeah, it's local. My big question here is, I don't want to become an all-wondered boy new man. Mm -hmm. I just want to make things work. So an area where things aren't working is I don't have as many people in my life that I used to. For example, I'm so excited that my 20-year reunion is next week because maybe some of these people <laughs> can be my new friends again. <laughs> what would you say to a guy like me? Can I be helped without becoming just some stupid marshmallow? Yes. Yes, you can. Uh, yeah, there's there's tons of men that find men's group in the men's movement. They're just like you, Chris. Um, you know, you're you're in a great spot. Your your 20 year reunion's coming up, so you're late 30s. This is when it really things start to knock at the door a little bit for men. I did the the Mankind Project's New Warrior training when I was 37. So you're right at the age I was where I was noticing some of the same things that you're noticing. And I was a college athlete. I played college baseball. I was a tough guy like Todd, um, you know, 
just a guy's guy. Um, and it didn't make me soft. It made me authentic and, and in my power, my inner power. And I think that's what it gives men. And, you know, you're one of the things it's not important. I don't think with your mission, it's difficult on the air to take it and run with it. One of the things that we do is we create sacred space or ritual space. Now there's nothing marshmallow about it. It creates a space where you can do the visualization and the inner work where things will, images will come to you and words will come to you that won't when maybe you're just seeing it on Facebook and then you're trying to jot something down. I think because we create a, a container where the work's being done. And as men in the circle are doing mission work and stating what it is, it starts to resonate with the other men. It's almost like we're collectively creating purpose. And well, we, we can just kick around, you know, and I think it's famously said, and it's yeah. written in probably the, the best-selling book of all time, that where two or more are gathered, I am there. And I think yes. that's exactly what you're relating to is this, that collective energy yeah. Working with others. Same thing yeah. in a mastermind group. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so for Chris, I would say, absolutely. If you're in Sammamish, um, you know, just reach, reach out to me and in the fall, we'll be starting something up. I think you'd be very pleasantly surprised at what you get out of it, who you meet in there, the friendships that get developed, which is, which is powerful and, and sure, you know, I mean, there's, there's men do not feel isolated in those groups. They feel very well connected to new friends there and old friends. There's men in my groups that have been in my groups for years and years and years. Um, and we can do the important work of creating your mission in there as well. Also. Tony, I would love it if you could help, uh, because when I saw <laughs> the word marshmallow at the end, yeah, um, I, I just I I thought of so many people that have come to me and have said, "I know you work mostly with women, and mm -hmm. don't tell anyone I'm here," you right. know. But um, but I I think it's important to define a group because we, we know what it means to go and be in a social group. Yeah. And some people know what it means to sign up for therapy and they ain't ever going back. But what what is a men's group? Why is it different? And just kind of paint the, the landscape of what you're up to, how it's yeah. not a social group What's and it's like? not therapy. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, you know, there'll usually be eight to 12 in a group. Um, we'll meet for you know, a lot of times we'll do, I'm lately I've been doing six week groups. I like that. And then we'll, we take breaks and we come back, the group gets a little bigger. Um, and when we come into the group, we'll do a high, low check-in. So it's like, what was the high and the low, uh, since last time we saw each other. So men will say what their high was for the week, what their low was. Um, and then we do some meditation that, that slows everybody down. Um, and I create what's called ritual space, which sounds wooji wooji, but in fact, it's just a way to sort of let men know, look, we're leaving the world of emails, to-do lists, work stress, and you're entering a space where men have Very traditionally cool. met for generations. And so I connect it to the tradition of men's wisdom councils across the world so that they feel like, look, this is my birthright to sit in this circle with these men and speak my truth. This is not anything weird. This has been done since the beginning yes. across culture in Africa, in Europe, in, in the, in the native American tradition, everywhere. Sort with of sticks, stones, yeah. and campfires. 
So we, we pull that tradition in as a context to give them a sense of like, I belong here. It's my birthright as a man to be able to sit in here with these men. And then we start going a little deeper with the, with the sharing. You know, what are you withholding? What's, what are you not talking about? And it just comes tumbling out of the men. They don't have to, they don't, there's no barrier. And I know for a listener, they might go, go, well, I'm not really ready, but you would be surprised what you'd be ready for when you are in a group and men are already sharing and you just go, oh, this is no big deal. I can talk about, I'm really scared of this. It's the energy and it's the safety and it's the understanding too. And it's the openness and the honesty and the integrity. And then we work, we work with the four archetypes to help the hero on his journey. So there's, there's the lover, the warrior, the magician, and the king. And so we have rounds called the magician, the warrior, the lover, and the king rounds. And so lover round is all about what I'd already talked about, which is all about emotional intelligence. So we'll ask a man of the five basic emotions, kind of what are you running a lot of lately? And he'll share. Warrior is what you're committed to. Um, so men will do stretches in there. They'll, they'll express where they're out of integrity, where they need to restore their integrity. Um, a lot of times there's accountability. So I might, Todd, I might pick you as my stretch partner and say, hey, um, this week I'm not going to have any sugar because I just feel like I've been binging on sugar and it's making me feel lousy. So I want somebody to help me. So you'll get a stretch partner for some of your, some of your warrior work. Magician is all about your hero's journey, your mission. And, and then the things that could trip you up on your mission is what's dealt with the magician. And then lastly, king is your vision and sort of your, what you're grateful for, what and who you need to make allies with for your vision. So, um, so each round has a specific emphasis and there's work done in every round and in the groups last for two hours. And then we, then we, you know, we're done and then we see each other the next week. So I'm really curious, like in a mastermind group, Tony, in the, in your men's groups, mm-hmm. once the group starts, it's pretty much closed, right? I mean, you're mm-hmm. you're on a journey, you're in a process. It's highly unlikely that you'll let new people in. Yeah, but the what I've we used to run ongoing groups, and I just found lately, and maybe it's me, maybe it's for the men, but I we do them in the spring, in the fall, and we'll do six to eight weeks at a time. Now the men that were, cool. were in the spring group they're going to be back in the fall all of them but we've got room for men so somebody like chris could totally join in um anybody can reach out and join in and if we got too big we could split two groups there's a lot of ways i have a lot of men that can facilitate i've got experienced guys now and so we can accommodate we're it's it's everybody's welcome but there is a start there's a start time because we have a specific journey that we're on coming in in the fourth week you're not you're going to be a little bit lost and a little behind so it just makes sense just to wait and start when we start. So, so let's let's drill into that a little bit. We have about ten minutes left. Okay, Debbie's we, waving. We got a really, we got quite a. You got a cooker? Okay, <laughs> we got another go. one here. This I don't even know if I can say this stuff on the air. Do it. Go for it. Okay, Cameron. I I hope this is okay. <laughs> um, Cameron, close your ears. We got Paul. All right. Paul says. I think I've been in one of these before. <laughs> yes, it helped me to a point. But there was this problem I had with the group. As soon as I spoke my mission, I was given homework. And my homework was to give up dope, porn, sugar, and gambling. Mm. There's no reason 
that I should have to do this. I came to meet men and to be supported. I did not come to have homework and sissy rules. I'm writing here because I think men should be warriors. And I also think men should have men in their lives. Are you someone who supports the warrior? Or are you someone who, oh, he's confrontive. Or are you someone who gives homework? I'm well, just going to call it homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. That's fine. Um, thanks, Paul. Yeah, thanks, Paul. No problem. That's a great question. Yeah. I mean, we don't we don't really, I don't give homework. He wasn't in one of my groups because that doesn't sound like the way that I would go about it. Um, and I would never tell a man, you need to quit X, Y, Z. Had a man told me um, six years ago, you need to quit drinking, I probably would have been confrontive and to say, why don't you mind your own business? I'm doing very fine. Yeah. Thank you very much. I had to come to it on my own. And so that, that wouldn't have occurred in, in any of the groups I led. But one of the things that would have come up is this addictive tendency of Paul's. You know, like I'm addicted to this, I'm addicted to that. He may have found in one of the rounds that he was a little bit on the hot seat being called out about it, right? With compassion, not as a shaming thing where it's like, you're addicted to everything and you need to get off of it. That's not where we're coming from. However, there sometimes, like what I spoke of earlier in the show, there's a point where the addiction to dot, dot, dot is inhibiting your warrior work. It's inhibiting your mission. And in a circle where we speak the authentic truth, it's not, it's not going to get by all the men. It wouldn't get by me, and it wouldn't get by most of the men in my men's group would say, hey, uh, Paul, you keep coming in saying that you've got all these things that you're, that you're dealing with, and we're just here to support you. I think um, you know, he, would get, he would get gently and compassionately called out, but there's no you don't have to do anything. You can carry whatever you want to the finish line, but sometimes letting go of some of those things lightens your load. It makes life easier. I know for me, when I quit drinking, I got lighter, right? But I didn't know that till I did it. And so to speak to Paul's resistance or, you know, you're not going to make me do this, I would never, I could never make a man stop anything right and i don't give them homework in that regards you know they choose their own stretches he might find in my group that he's going to choose a stretch for him to get off of gambling or porn or whatever he may in his own free will say hey i want support i want to try this out i'm seeing men stepping up and saying they're trying to quit some of these things and i want to join in with these other two men saying i don't want to drink this week let's see how that feels right so i think it's it's done in partnership, not as a shaming, you know, singling out a guy that he's not up to snuff. I would never do that. I would not have responded well to that approach myself. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness, my friends. We only have a couple minutes left. Tony, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think there is a whole plethora of other things that we could talk about. So I, I would hope that you're open to coming back. I think that we could have a, another great discussion and, and, you know, at least plant the seeds for others to know that there's a solution maybe for what ails them. And they need uh, to know how to find you. Yep. At basecampformen.com. You can go on there. 
Um, and TonyRezac.com is the other website, and there's ways to contact me there. And if you're interested in doing uh, being part of a fall men's group or men's coaching, uh, reach out reach out there and i would love to come back on this show i that time went very fast so <laughs> did you have fun oh my god it was a joy to be with both of you i felt <laughs> like we're just life. sitting around the fire chatting about the important things so. see this is this is part of my mission is to bring thoughts and ideas for those to use to make better choices in their life mastery journey so that you you helped fulfill my mission today tony beautiful i hope you enjoyed the interview I want to thank Todd and Debbie for having me on their show. It was a super fun experience for me. If any of you listeners are looking to get into one of my online men's groups in 2021, reach out to me through my website at www.basecampformen.com. You can sign up for the newsletter there, and that'll keep you in the loop. We're going to be putting these together in the fall for the start of 2021. So put yourself in there. We'd love to see you in there. Thank you. That's our show for today. Men, remember that the story of your life is not yet all told. I'm Tony Rezac, and thank you for listening to Basecamp for Men.